Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of the podcast from P-Town. Hope everybody's having another good week. <clears throat> Looks like we got some nicer weather here today. That was pretty nice. Got to get outside and do some stuff. It's got up into the mid to high 70s here today, so that was pretty nice. I was going to ask uh, if anybody has any information, if you can message me. There's been rumors going around that DMX, the rapper that just died, supposedly he had a heart attack like just a couple days after getting the vaccine. And um, there's been, I haven't heard any definitive thing one way or the other. If anybody has any information or a link that they'd like to share with me on that, I'd appreciate it. I was kind of wondering about that today. I'd looked at it a little bit last night on the internet, but couldn't find anything really definitive. And while we're talking about possible mutations, on the 26th of this month will be 35 years since the Chernobyl meltdown incident. And I was reading a little bit on that today, and they say that the, they call it the elephant's foot, is where a bunch of the stuff evidently leaked down. And they said that it kind of resembles looking like an elephant's foot. But they said that thing is still hot and still... Obviously, they said it would be radioactive for centuries, but they said that it's uh, still generating heat and whatnot. So I thought that was pretty interesting. After 35 years, it's still cooking away. And since we're talking about stuff that's hot, that's going to lead us into tonight's topic. And it's going to be probably a pretty short one. I'm putting this out quite a bit later than I usually do. But we're going to talk about paracutin. And this was, it's a, it was a cinder cone volcano that it's in the Mexican state of Michoacan. And it's actually listed as one of the seven natural wonders of the world. And you'll see why here in a little bit. I'd heard about this when I was a kid, but never actually really researched it. But it's about 200 miles west of Mexico City. And it was a volcano that was on the Trans-Mexican Volcanic Belt. And this volcanic belt that they're, volcanic belt that they're talking about it's an area it's about 560 miles long in mexico and it goes east to west across the country there and it's where the mexican version of the sierra nevada mountains are at and it was and it still is an active volcano area and the thing with this paracutin and why it's so interesting is that this volcano actually formed right in front of people's eyes they actually saw it building and then erupting and it erupted from 1943 to 1952 so in the history of this for weeks people in the area they'd stated that they'd heard what sounded like thunder in the area but there weren't any clouds there weren't any storms anywhere around but people kept saying that they heard this rumbling thundery noise and then on february 20th of 1943 it was about 4 p.m. local time there. Um, it was showtime, and they found out what all that rumbling, thundery sound was all about. So there was a farmer, and his name was Dionos- Dionisio Polito. And him and his family had been working the ground out there, getting ready for the spring planting and stuff. This was basically their livelihood, so they'd been working all day uh, trying to get the ground ready for planting. And... He, uh, his actual quote was that at 4 p.m. I left my wife to set fire to a pile of branches when I noticed that a crack, which was situated on one of the knolls of my farm, had opened. 
and I saw that it was kind of a fissure that had a depth of only about a half a meter. I set about to ignite the branches again when I felt a thunder, and the trees trembled, and I turned to speak to Paula, who was his wife, and it was then that I saw a hole in the ground, and the ground swelled and raised itself two or two, two and a half meters high, and a kind of smoke or fine dust, kind of gray-like ashes began to rise up in a portion of the crack that I had not previously seen. Immediately, more smoke began to rise with a hiss or a whistle, loud and continuous, and there was a smell of sulfur. So, um, yeah, this guy was out there, and he actually saw this thing starting to take off and uh, make a show, I guess. So, when he saw this, he turned here, he went to get his family and his oxen, but they were all, they were all gone, which kind of kills me. I can see him, hey, honey, come look at this. Hey, honey? And there wasn't nobody there. So, I thought that was, uh, actually kind of funny. But anyhow, he rode his horse to town, and that's where he ended up finding his family and his friends who were, they, everybody was actually happy to, uh, see him alive. And I bet it was a pretty quiet night between he and his wife that night. This, uh, for better or worse, only turns out when you, uh, or doesn't quite last when you have a volcano growing on your property. But once it started, the volcano ended up growing very quickly. And within the first 24 hours, the cone of this thing had grown to 50 meters high. And then by the end of the week, it was between 100 and 150 meters tall. And then it just it just kept continuing to grow. In four months, it was over 200 meters. Eight months, it was at 365 meters. And then it reached its the final height of this thing ended up being 424 meters. And that was some years later that they uh, that they saw this. And you can actually see pictures of this thing uh, out there um, if you search it. But this was it wasn't an. Now, they say that this thing lasted for nine years, but, I mean, it wasn't nine years of solid spewing lava and ash and whatnot. It basically, it was divided into four stages. And the first stage was from February 22nd to October 18th of 1943. And this stage, during this stage, what mainly came out of the volcano and whatnot is known as lapilli. And then these things that are called volcanic bombs. And these are actually kind of interesting. Volcanic bombs are pieces of molten rock that end up falling from the sky that are about two and a half inches big or larger than that. And um, that would be pretty uh, scary or interesting, one of the two, I guess. But on June 12th, there was enough lava flow that the nearby village had to be evacuated and... Well, Perito's wife, she was probably already evacuated as quickly as she takes off when this stuff goes on. But then the second stage uh, lasted from October 18th, 1943 to January 8th of 1944. And during this time, uh, there was a vent hole that was created on the north side of the cone. And it sent ash and what uh, flying particles and whatnot out that direction. And with this one, it sent lava down the hill towards a village called San Juan Perengaracuterio, I guess. And that ended up causing that town's permanent evacuation. Nobody was ever, or they, it was gone. And by August, the, well, and by August, the entire town, it was covered in lava and ash. 
and the only thing left visible in that town was the top of one of the churches. So that's a lot of uh, junk that come out of this mountain. And these first two phases were the worst ones, and they end up accounting for about 90% of the material that came from this eruption. So obviously, you know, everything there at the beginning was um, pretty bad. And then it kind of settled down. The third phase ended up lasting from January 8th of 1944 to January 12th of 1945, so just over a year. And this was just basically a crack ended up forming on the south side of the cone. And some activity uh, was recognized from within the crater, but it wasn't really anything uh, too, uh, too interesting, I guess. And then the final phase lasted for the next seven years. And the activity of the, during this time, the activity of the volcano became more sporadic. It seemed like it was kind of dying down pretty much at that point. And the last activity uh, was in February of 1952. And there was a series of multiple eruptions that sent a column of smoke about three kilometers into the air. And this kind, it kind of scared the people at that time because the thing had been kind of dying down. But as quickly as that thing had grown up and erupted and whatnot uh, to all of a sudden start seeing some activity within the cone, uh, it, you know, obviously put quite a bit of fear in the people. But nothing really ever came of it and as of today um i couldn't find anything in the research that says that there's really anything going on with this thing at all but no one was actually through the whole course of this no one was killed directly by the volcano um but interestingly enough there were three people that were struck by lightning that resulted from the pyroclastic eruptions and i thought that was kind of weird um these big volcanoes like this, and even like what with wildfires, they'll create their own um, weather system inside of them. You know, that they have lightning storms and whatnot. That there's such powerful force or whatever inside of these things. Um, kind of like with wildfires. You know, when they had the big wildfires there in Yellowstone, they said they were seeing uh, burning or airplane pilots were uh, seeing burning embers flying at like 30,000 feet up above there when they were flying above that. But um, with volcanoes or big wildfires or anything like that, they can kind of create their own environmental system with inside of them. So yeah, three people, nobody was killed by burning lava or anything like that. But yeah, there were three people that were struck by lightning uh, from this thing. So it's, you know, it's kind of odd that one thing uh, can cause so many other things to happen. Even though there was nobody that was killed um, through this whole ordeal, there were, or killed directly, I guess, from the volcano, there were five towns that ended up being obliterated by this eruption. And I didn't see, I think it was just, a, I think they were pretty small towns. It was, you know, a few thousand people that were displaced, but still, I mean, that's a, few thousand people that needed to find someplace else to live and it seemed like everything around that area was pretty much uh farming type of livelihood and whatnot but yeah that was uh that they said that one of the interesting things about this uh paracutan volcano was the scientists were actually able to watch the whole life cycle basically of a volcano 
basically from it from its infancy nobody they weren't really watching it before it actually started to um, blow but they were able to watch it from that time you know when it just first started growing out of the ground until the whole time where it eventually died down in 1952 so that kind of gave them a lot of uh, information about how volcanic eruptions work and that type of thing so anyhow um that kind of is pretty much all I have for that one. It was just something that I kind of picked up that I thought would be a little bit interesting to talk about. And I know it's kind of a bit of a shorter one, but it is what it is, I guess. So anyhow, if you have anything to uh, add to that, or like I said, message me on one of the socials to let me know about that whole deal about DMX. I'd kind of be interested to hear because it seems like social media is really trying to shut it down like they try to do with pretty much anything that they don't agree with. It's funny how they say that they're just, uh, when they had to testify before Congress, um, they said that they were just the platform, that you know people post what they want, and they're just the platform for them to post on, but yet they can go back afterwards and censor people's posts if they don't agree with them. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So yeah, hit me up on Facebook, on um the podcast from p-town group or you can private message me to my personal page if you want uh you can also hit me up on p-town podcast on instagram or you can send me a good old-fashioned email at p-town podcast 74 at gmail.com and we did uh break through the thousand mark we broke through it pretty uh steadily so that was kind of nice hopefully um as we continue to grow i'm really trying to get some interviews going so we can kind of so it's not just you guys sitting here listening to me lecture kind of getting some back and forth conversation going and whatnot so i'm continuing to work on that uh working out people's timelines and stuff with my timeline and everything this is just kind of a hobby for me so um it's sometimes kind of hard to get the timelines in but we keep working on it hopefully uh you guys are enjoying it and we'll see you guys on the next one thanks a lot